0: Go anywhere unless you want to. It's The Ron Don Show, starring Ron Don and sometimes me at ronndon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Happy holidays. Yeah, welcome to The Ron Don Show, and once again, live from the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron Don Nation? Hey, a million six hundred thousand plays of this podcast. That's incredible, you guys. It grew by nine percent last year, and thanks to you, it's one of the most shared news talk podcasts in the world. So, anyway. We just want to take a moment and want to thank you guys for that.
1: Yeah, and uh, sometimes it's an afterthought for me to remind folks about this, but we would appreciate it if you do share it. If you find an episode that you like, uh, send it to a friend or family. And for a lot of folks on uh, on Apple Podcasts, what that means is hit that little box with the up arrow, and then you can just text it to someone and they can listen too.
0: Yeah. Hey, coming up uh, at my house, we celebrate uh, Christmas and Santa Claus and all that stuff. And uh, Ron and I are going to talk about the coolest thing. Uh, that we ever got for christmas growing up also uh the fed just did a seventh hike they just did a seventh rake hike which i actually think is really good news for 2023 and we'll tell you why Before we get to that though let's get to this aaron Rodgers known for a lot of things uh this year pretty outspoken after he loses a game he typically doesn't take a lot of blame he's kind of joe cool as, cool as the other side of the pillow And sometimes you look at him and you're like, wow, how could he be the MVP for the last couple of years? And he has now come out and said, and I think this is after, uh, you know, relationship breakups, experimenting uh, with different types of drugs that unlock different types of things in your head. Uh, He is now coming out and saying, hey, when it comes to death, I don't fear death. Uh, I think this is interesting because in my house right now, we're having some conversations around death and the end of life and what that is like, and I've been uh, chatting with different people about it. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, the greatest generation, they didn't talk about death after World War II. They just came home. They saw a lot of death, and they just got to work. And then their children, my mom is part of the uh, the silent generation, kind of same thing. They just kind of bootstrapped themselves And, uh, you just, you know, the Lord knows. And when he takes you, he takes you. And that's kind of it. You fast forward now and you look, uh, like Prince, for instance, didn't really think about what it was going to be like in the end for him. And as a result of that, you look at all this amazing music, uh, that has been locked up and locked away and family squabbles over that. I always tell people and Ron and I have seen this in our business more than ever, because we deal with a lot of people that are dealing with parents that are dealing with the end of life. The best thing that you can do right now, just make sure uh, that you have a durable power of attorney. Make sure uh, that you understand and have had conversations and you've written these things down or you've copied, recorded, videoed something. Because what you don't want to have happen is you don't want the state of Washington, if you're listening to us in Washington State, To kind of decide what the end of life is going to look like and how assets are going to be done and that's what happens when you just leave it and you don't do it and you don't do that work a lot of times then the government steps in and they make decisions that you could have already made that would be more beneficial to your entire family and the bottom line is the government doesn't care they have formulas and based on the formula uh, that's how things are going to go down so i just want to encourage you as you get together with family during the holidays have the courage to go have a cup of coffee, have these conversations. I noticed a lot of times I have a friend, uh, whose dad just passed away, but he was a doctor. And so they had talked about what it was going to be, what it was going to be like when medic one came and medic one came for him. And, and the family knew exactly what he wanted to do, where he wanted to be, how he wanted to go and how he wanted to participate, uh, even though he wasn't around anymore, and the celebration of his life. So as we get together for the holidays, let's be thinking about that. But uh, Aaron Rodgers, good for him. Doesn't fear, fear death anymore. So.
1: Yeah, and this dovetails with uh, the resurgence right now of a couple different substances, and a, a lot of this is due to Michael Pollan and also to uh, Tim Ferriss, the, the famous podcaster. And we're talking about psilocybin and ayahuasca. ayahuasca i think is how you pronounce it ayahuasca and so these are two uh psychedelics and the resurgence has happened because it's actually really interesting i bought i bought michael Pollan's book i haven't finished it yet though uh how to change your mind i believe it's called and you know the the psychedelics came out of the most prestigious research facilities in the world in the in the 50s and 60s. Uh, so you had Stanford a, uh, at the forefront of one of these of saying what are the medical benefits of this substance we found LSD was sort of an accident. Uh, the scientist happened to spill a drop on his hand uh, and it, it went absorbed through his skin and he had one of the biggest trips ever. It was way a oh, gigantic dose. And so then he came back after having this trip, and they started doing research on LSD. And so it was seen to have a lot of benefits. There was a lot of benefits. Uh, to certain mental disorders, uh, fear around death. Uh, they did studies with uh, cancer patients that were near the end of their life and, and had really good results. And then it jumped out of the lab. It jumped out of the lab. Uh, I believe his name was O'Leary in the magic bus stuff back in the the summer of love. And that's when a guy uh, named Richard Nixon with his pal, the head of the FBI, uh, J. Edgar Hoover... They stepped in and said, we have to shut this down. It's a bunch of commies, a bunch of long hairs that hate America and a bunch of black people and a bunch of uh, minorities that they love to do drugs. So we're going to take all of them, marijuana, LSD, uh, psilocybin, like it doesn't matter if there's any medical benefits whatsoever. They're all going to be class one drugs. And we are stopping all government funding to any university, regardless of how promising the studies were. And so J. Edgar Hoover and Richard Nixon, because of religious beliefs and political beliefs, completely disregarded the science and efficacy of these substances. And it's been a 50, 60-year battle to basically bring this stuff out of the shadows again. And a lot of these studies that were done were privately funded. And so now you're seeing attitudes really change around pot uh, and attitudes really change around magic mushrooms. And um, in fact, I don't know if you just saw this, last week in Portland, uh, a company said, we know that the state of Oregon is super laxed about uh, uh, mushrooms. And I think there was a bill on the legislature down there to decriminalize the possession of mushrooms. Some, uh, Some entrepreneurs just opened a store. And they said, we're going to have, this going to be a dispensary and we're also going to have mushrooms. And so they let it be known on social media that uh, they were selling magic mushrooms. And there was a line out the door. I, <laughs> I, I saw around the block. And wow. I saw it there, it popped up on my social media feeds and a couple of people shared it with me. Have you seen this? And so line around the door and um, and then it got too much attention and they went in and shut that store down. Oh, and so true. Oregon was like, Hey, not so fast, Sparky. Uh, we're not there yet, even though we're on the precipice of that. I, I will um, reveal this. I'm not a big drug taker. But I've I read a lot about these mushrooms in the Michael Pollan book. And I was curious. And so I had an occasion uh, over this summer to take a a magic mushroom i'd never done it before haven't done it since uh you know me like i i've i'm just i i I drink alcohol and that's what i've never done any hard drugs never done cocaine never done any of that stuff even when it was (laughs) offered to me uh, at times during my life i just am not interested and so um i took a small dose of magic mushrooms after reading lots of research about it and the thing that was interesting to me about it is the dissolution of ego uh, that they talk about where you, you know, you disconnect from your sense of self, and all of the anxieties that you have, and all of the worries you get into and things around end of life or sadness, or maybe you've gone through a rough patch or depression, or they've used this in PTSD. And so I was curious of what that felt like I didn't want to take a a real big dose. Because again, I'm, I think I'm a scaredy cat in that way, I didn't want to just jump into the deep end of the pool. and so I took a small amount and for me, it just had a, um, you know, when you see like a, an HDR picture, that's too HDR and like trees sort of have a halo around them. You'll see that in pictures a lot or an infrared photograph where you just sort of get this halo. things, objects had sort of a halo-y sparkly vibe to them ah. and like things just felt, good yeah. like i had put my hand out the window of the car when i was driving and i, wasn't driving, I was driving as a passenger and the the the, <laughs> the, 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 the air not be driving. <laughs> the, the air felt good on my hand and like the the mountains and the trees and everything just sort of was sparkly and i was like okay that's it's not a, a an out of control feeling like you get if you drink too much alcohol oh
0: but i think it
1: can it could be I depending on can. the dosage yeah and so I, I, think, you know, Michael Pollan preaches set and setting have, you know, know what your setting is going to be like, don't do it at a, at a Motley crew concert, uh, have someone the set and a guide there that knows what they're doing. Uh, just in case something goes awry that they can, you know, keep you, you contained. And so it's, uh, I think it's something that I would like to try more of. I have, um, the partner of a family member that's done, like medically supervised um, sessions down in California. And he is like, dude, it is life changing. Like the stuff that you work through and the stuff that comes up uh, when it's done in that right setting. So Aaron Rodgers did ayahuasca and he did psilocybin, which is magic mushrooms. And for a guy whose ego is as big as Aaron Rodgers, uh, that will probably was really profound to have a dissolution of ego. And I hope he does it again because his ego gets him in trouble a lot of times when he's not on magic mushrooms.
0: <laughs> yeah. So what did you learn?
1: Uh, I don't know if I learned much other than that. You know, the premise of of uh, devotees of these substances is that there is more to reality than you experience, and your mind has spaces that you can't access normally. And we've all probably had those experiences where you're in flow or maybe you're skiing or you're in the mountains or the some, stuff just comes along, just ride. Right. Maybe you're at a, your favorite music is on and you lose sense of time and place. And you're sort of in that flow state. Uh, they're saying that these substances help sort of remove that veil and you can experience, you know, this sense of peace and a dissolution of ego.
0: Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I, uh, I've been talking to my doctor about this and so I'm just going to let your story be your story and, 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 I have my own story as well. Uh, but I don't, I'm, I'm still curious about yours. And so I'll, I'll, I'll reveal some things, uh, in a, in a coming episode. Cause my doctor is actually very supportive, very, very supportive. And he's done a lot of research on, and he's just a family practice doctor. There's so. a lot
1: of studies coming out now. in yeah. fact, uh. You know, say what you will about Tim Ferriss, he's taken a lot of his profits, and because he's suffered from severe depression and attempted suicide at one point, and he writes about it extensively, and he's like, the this substance. Has changed my life to where I'm not suicidal anymore, and so he's become very successful in, in a lot of ways, and he's donated, I don't know how many dollars, but a lot of money yeah. to do private studies at, at big universities.
0: Uh, and I'll just say a couple things because because I've read also, I would say a couple things, and and then I'll I'll share my experience and, and when we get into 2023 with you. But number one, I would say this: it it is all about the dosing, right? So you could take way too much, get in a car and kill yourself or kill someone else. So this is not something uh, to take lightly. And I know sometimes people take that have smoked for a long time, for instance, marijuana, and they'll get in the car and they say they're a better driver. It, this does not make you a, a better driver. So the other thing is, in in my opinion, you have to go in with an open heart, right? And I think Aaron Rodgers did that. And, and people can dumb on him and make fun of him. But I'm 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 glad that he's not done evolving. He has more money than you could ever ask for. He get any girl that he wants, and at the same time, he's like the rest of us. He's not satisfied, and 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 yet, through the course of this year, as I've listened to him, and even in some press conferences at the, after the game, it's like, especially after a loss, the the reporters there want him to get mad because when he gets mad, it means you care more, and he just won't do it. He he is as cool as the other side of the pillow about it, and I think it's because some of the personal work that he's doing also you want to make sure that you're with somebody you trust. Uh, and in some instances, maybe someone you love and care about and they love and care about you, uh, because you, you are going to go on a journey when you set that ego aside where some things are really going to come up for you if you're open, right? If you're open and you're, and you haven't taken so much that you're just blown out of your mind and trying to hang on, uh, people that do that get very sick and they throw up and Aaron writes about that and talks about that, about doing that the first time and getting very sick and vomiting and all that stuff. Uh, the reason I became curious is I listened to a comedian by the name of Bill Burr, very sarcastic comes from a real, like his humor is biting. It reminds me of the way my humor, I think, used to be very biting. Uh, But it's a mask, right? That biting humor that it, 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 it comes from a place of hurt, trauma, and pain. And so I heard him on a podcast one day. And you could just hear that he was different. He was different. He was still funny, but he was different. And then he opened up and he talked about this experience of actually going to a clinic in California. He's been there a number of times. And he said, you know what? It, it completely changed my life. I have a friend that is addicted. He's an addict. He's been to AA. He's been to everything, and he's addicted to everything. This had a profound change uh, in addressing his addiction, and, and so far, it's worked. It's really, it, it's worked more than 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 meetings and going to see doctors and doing all those things. But you really have to participate, and you really have to be ready if you want it to be life-changing and it's very life-changing in a non-supernatural way, at least in, 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 in my opinion. And again, I'll, I'll share more with, with next year. Uh, but I, wouldn't you say that? Cause I, after people hear this, then maybe they'll, they'll have some kind of, of expectation and be disappointed. Your journey, if you do any of this is going to be your journey. And Bill Burr's journey was different than mine. It was different from, from Ron's.
1: I would say, as I'm hearing you talk, do not take psychedelics based on this podcast. Right. Like, if this has made you curious, start start with the book, How to Change Your Mind. Uh, read that book uh, and follow the guidelines in that book because it talks about set and setting and who to do it with and, and, and way more in-depth than what we could do. So please do not recreationally try to find... Uh, a psychedelic and go oh i heard ron and don mentioned it on their podcast i'm gonna you know i'm off for christmas break i'm doing some psychedelics like <laughs> do, do not to do jump into psychedelics because if you have mental disorders there are certain psychedelics to where you've heard the term a bad trip it can be a very bad trip and, and horrific and so the, 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 there's a there's a narrow lane where this has uh, incredibly positive attributes, but you have to do it mindfully.
0: Yeah. And I have to say just in, and what I've learned, you know, for a lot of people that get high, they go up, come down. And it's the come down. If if you do this right, there's not a come down. Uh, and there is something when people talk about our life changing that will stay with you. And it's an opportunity to keep working on those things and understanding those things it might open up a path of communication with people in your past or am I, it might it and it may close the door and it may give you peace in 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 closing that door. It, it, things become very clear, very very clear and 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 if if you do this right and correctly in my opinion and you do the work that comes along with it, they'll continue to be clear for you. uh And that's the life-changing part, you guys. now if we
1: can just get Aaron Rodgers when asked if he got the COVID vaccine to just say no
0: (laughs) to a yes or no question. Or get him to admit that his thumb is broken. That's why he can't throw the ball, which he finally did a couple weeks ago. So good for him. See you guys on the other side.
1: Hey, it's Ron and Don here for our partners for over a decade, Les Schwab. And you know what? Winter is on the way. I hate to say that, but winter is on the way. It might not feel like it right now. It is right around the corner. So if you have designs like I do, I bought my Epic Pass. I want to go skiing this year. You've got to make sure your tires are on point and that's what Les Schwab is all about so right now they're doing their fall tire sale you can save up to $200 on a set of four select tires with Les Schwab financing just in time for winter driving schedule your appointment right now online at leschwab.com that's Les Schwab tires where they've been doing the right thing since 1952 Attorney Ann Fitzpatrick needed to move to Tacoma
0: for family reasons and turned to Ron and Don for help. The market was tight, but Ann spotted what could be the perfect house. It was Thanksgiving Day, though, so she emailed the guys and told them, hey, don't worry about it until tomorrow.
1: And, of course, they ignored what I said about don't work on Thanksgiving. And we immediately got in with an inspector the very next morning, uh, you know, immediately
0: started strategizing. Ron and Don told Anne there'd be plenty of competition and a fierce bidding war. So instead of waiting, they came up with a strategy to put on the full court press and make an early offer to convince the seller to go with Ann.
1: We actually managed to scoop up this house before anybody else had a chance.
0: So if you're looking to buy in such a tight market anywhere around the Sound, you need a team on your side with deep expertise, creativity, and tireless dedication to their clients 24-7, even on the holidays. And it all starts with a Ron and Don sit-down at ronanddonsitdown.com.
1: Sign up for The Nation
0: News at ronanddonradio.com. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Ending up 2022, the Fed stepped in. They heck, the rate again. Uh, they say that inflation has gone down the last t- four times they measured. Not much, though, right? So it will continue to go down. I'll tell you the hard thing here, Ron. This is the hard thing, and I shared this story in the last podcast. I, I go in uh, to a local grocery store that I always went into. My son and I go to get a piece of pizza. The, the, there is no... The ovens aren't working. Uh, It's not because the ovens aren't working. There's no one to operate the ovens to make the pizza and hand you the pizza. There's a banner right over that says, hey, $21 an hour. We'll help pay for school. We'll help pay for child care. You name your hours. Uh, We need someone to help us some pizza here. Uh, And so I was so curious about it, and this is out of Whole Foods. I went and asked the gentleman who was the manager, and I said, hey, uh what's going on are you guys are you guys still getting knocked around because of covid a safety issue a, a cleaning issue he goes no you know what we we just we 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 our workforce here at whole foods is only so big we are hiring but but people aren't walking in and filling out applications so we have to take the workforce that we have do what we can do in the store and if that means you know, pizzas don't get made, but we sell flowers. That's just the way it's going to go. I think it's interesting. I read an article this week, and I don't know if this maybe helps us think a little differently. It, it, we're, we're all sitting on $5 trillion of PPE money and money that was given to us during COVID. That's a lot of money. On top of that, there are more young people in their 20s, in their 20s, even coupled up, partnered up, that are at home with their parents. They went home during COVID, the housing crisis. Then they started traveling. So it's kind of a home base for them, smart. So they're spending their money, but they're spending their money on luxury items and on travel and other things. And as a result of that, it just keeps driving inflation. And for a lot of these young people, they're not going to go get the second and the third job, right? We all had second and third. Think about this. You had a job growing up, but you had a second and a third job. Uh, I talked to some high school kids that were at my gym the other day and I just asked them, I said, tell me about the jobs that you've worked. And they were between the, the ages of 16 and 18. None of them have ever had a job. There were five boys, none of them. Right. Cause their parents wanted them to have a better life than they did. And a better life is, Hey, you get to go play soccer. You get to go hang out with your friends. Uh, you get to go smoke pot or whatever it is you do after school. Uh, a lot of schools now are not doing homework. They're not allowing homework after COVID. So you're not going home and doing, doing homework and you're not working. So when you look at a lot of these jobs, you know we have been very tough, especially on Mexicans, driving them out of, out of uh, cities where we don't want them. Uh, politicians do that. And then we have no one to literally pick the apples or work in the drive throughs And then for a lot of people that were older that uh, are just very scared, about going back out publicly and getting COVID or RSV or this flu that we all just had that is just, uh, you know, we had, a, we had a party here at the house and just about everybody got sick, not with COVID or the flu. Hospitals are 80% full. That's only 19% of those around the country are COVID-related. And so some of the habits that we developed in COVID continue, and I don't know if you're a young person and you got a taste of free PPE money Uh, and then on top of that, you're staying at moms and dads or mom or dads, you're not paying anything. Uh, and then, but you still have money to go out, buy items, buy travel. That's driving inflation. Ron, this is a very unique time. And so the fed stepped in and said, we're going to crank it. Maybe not as much. How does this set us up in your mind for for twenty twenty three? Do you do you do you think they keep cranking or do they step back now and watch and say, okay, let's see what this does in the new year? What are your thoughts?
1: Well, some of those things are are connected. I think. I mean, the Fed has actually talked about wanting to slow job absorption today or yesterday when they when they did this announcement. So, like, it's it's difficult. I'm not a macroeconomic a, economist, but but I think that. It depends on your station in life. If you have the resources to weather the storm, I think there's a sentiment among some people it's like get it over with, swallow the bitter pill, you know, whack 20% off of the stock market and let's go, let's roll. Uh I'm going to just take my pain and I want it brief. And I want I'll, I'll, intense pain for a brief period of time. I, you, I'm probably you've seen those people at the gym. I'm sure over the years, it's like just hit me hard. Like, <laughs> let's get it over with. Like yeah, I'm gonna, in one of those I'm gonna go <laughs> until I drop, and then that's it. Totally. And then you have, uh, if you're in a different station in life, you can't weather that. Uh, and it's not a matter of if you have a second job or not. It, it, it could literally be. Uh, you know, there. what is the stat on, there's an astonishing percentage of Americans that could not survive a $400 unexpected expense.
0: Yeah, and 67% of Americans, this stat is out today, Uh, or 67% of us are still living paycheck to paycheck.
1: Yeah, so this, you know, I remember, I know what it's like. There are times in my life where it's like, do I put gas in my car or do I pay my electric bill?
0: Or do I get a prostitute?
1: <laughs> no, uh, you, you know, where you're like, literally, like, I remember, you know, cashing in, uh, you know, crushed aluminum cans to get a little bit extra money or taking the your jar of change into the little machine, not because you wanted to, but because it's like, Oh, I need to cash this change. in uh, so can I, I can have money for living expenses, not a luxury item. So there, there's a lot of Americans in that boat. And for them so the Fed only has one tool. They can raise interest rates or lower interest rates. That's it. They, they have a, a sledgehammer trying to do surgery. And it is a difficult balance to walk the market reacts to it. It was interesting because I'm, I'm very active in, in the stock market. Uh, when the unemployment numbers came out the day before the Fed announcement, the stock market, the Dow went up 900 points, uh, right out of the gate shot up like a rocket. And then the very next day, or maybe it was two days later, the Fed came out with its report, and the markets dropped 800 points.
0: Yeah, so let me disagree with you, because when you say the Fed, you're talking about the Federal Reserve. The federal government can do a lot more than they did, right? And so during COVID, they didn't want us to starve. Uh, Politicians were in office that wanted to stay in office. They did not want to see people suffer. Everybody looked at COVID-19 a little differently. We see what's happening in China now. And so they flooded the market with PPE money. I know restaurants that were closing and what they did, and I'm not going to name them right here, but they took the money. They had to funnel a lot of that money to their employees. And if they didn't, uh, they're being tracked down now and they're going to federal prison. So we see a lot of those stories. It's pretty unbelievable how much money the federal government gave out. It is unbelievable. I saw a church the other day. They got $8 million, and that pastor and his son and wife, they're on their way to jail. Think about all the people that didn't get caught, though, right? Didn't get caught. That's why we're sitting on this big chunk of change, uh, and small businesses, uh, especially landlords out there, initially had to take it in the chops. And then, and then people were given money to give to landlords, right? So so it was this bailout that we saw everywhere because we wanted people to feel safe, secure, and okay in their homes and not leave and not work. And as a result of that, the federal government gave out too much money without accountability. A lot of those businesses now have closed. And a lot of those businesses that were closing were closing anyway. I can name five restaurants in Seattle that were closing anyway. And the PPE racket just worked out for them because they were able to step in, take the money, do some business. And then when they got to the other side, they still have the money. A lot of them still have the money. uh, And they ended up closing their restaurants anyway. So I think there is a lot that the government did to participate here, but I do think it was coming from a good place. They didn't want to see people suffer, but now we got a lot of cash in the economy and, uh, and that's just going to drive inflation. And I, I don't know how you stop that until that money runs out.
1: Yeah, and, but I mean, I, I watched the Janet Yellen interview on 60 Minutes last weekend, and she talked about one of the, her, in her mind, and uh, she knows a little bit more about economics than I do. She
0: doesn't than me, though. She said... Maybe you, but not me.
1: This uh, The conflict in Ukraine and at the ripple effect with natural gas and fuel through all of Europe and then into the world, into the United States, to her was... Also the biggest, the next biggest thing besides the pandemic.
0: Yeah, so- and my friend Tim, who's in the gas and oil business and has been for a long time, he loves wars. He loves it. Uh, because then you have uh then you have people out there that um that benefit from that. So it's part of the military industrial complex and gas and oil is a part of it. We will see you on the other side.
1: It's Ronadon here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch Mitch, do I need to have twenty percent down to buy a house right now? No, and that's actually one of the most common mistakes that I do here. Is people think and people have thought for a long time that twenty percent is the standby. Twenty percent the first time you're buying a home is not normal at all. With with prices, you know, around a million dollars, often for first time home buyers, twenty percent is a lot of money to save, and it is not necessary. You can put three and a half percent down with an FHA loan. Five 5% down sometimes even less with a conventional and Mortgage insurance just isn't as bad as it used to be. I just did a loan that was a $900,000 home. The buyers put 10% down, and they were going to pay mortgage insurance of $100 a month for two years. Now, that $2,400 feels like a lot, maybe, but if you talk about how much their home is going to grow in value over that time, it's nothing. All right, he's Mitch Weeks. Uh, get in touch with him at mitch.loans. If you're a first-time buyer and your ears just perked up and go, I'd like to buy a house for 5% down, it's Mitch. Hey,
0: you guys, what's going on? Welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don show. And happy holidays. Uh, My son has learned when you don't believe in Santa Claus, then he stops coming. I learned this from my mother. It was very effective. It's one of the reasons why I am in, in full support of Santa Claus. I just am. It's one of the reasons why if your kids are in the car... You don't even have to change the dial right now. Because a lot of times when adults, they talk about Santa Claus and their belief of whether they do or not. Uh, I can't speak for this guy over here, uh, this jolly old elf. But this guy right here, full-on five-star believer, always have been. I watch all the Rankin Bass uh, Christmas specials multiple times every year that everyone thinks are claymations. Ah, ah, they are not. It's stop action photography, which even makes it amazing. And then what we like to do at my house is figure out hey, that Santa Pupper was actually the Burgermeister Meister Burger in the other show they were doing. So, nonetheless, Rankin Bass 1967, some of the finest holiday uh, television. Uh, you could ever watch along with the old school Andy Williams Christmas specials when the Osmond brothers stopped by nonetheless I digress coolest thing that San ever brought you as we finish up today back in the day
1: uh, when you sent this over and I started thinking about it, the first thing that popped into my mind is it starts out as a great story and then doesn't end well but uh, my brother-in-law you remember I, I, I I used to be obsessed with guitars, and like I collected guitars, played guitar all the time. At one point, I think I had over twenty different guitars. It was too many.
0: So we won't say that you lost this guitar in Katrina. We're just going to focus on the guitar itself and not the pain. No, it's not. It's not a guitar. Oh.
1: And so my brother-in-law lives in Nashville, and for a couple years there, he was doing the custom shop merchandising for gibson guitars uh had some items that went through his his shop and so he had the official uh it was the gibson like patented uh logo that you would use for when they would embroider like a high-end guitar strap or they would put it on their custom shop cases or whatever he had the the pattern for that in his possession i don't even know if i should say this Publicly, I don't think he'd get in trouble. It's been a long time. Uh, and so, what he did is he made me a one of a kind uh, since he had the machines all set up. And he said, Make this. He, he bought a really cool leather bag and he said, Put this Gibson logo on there. That front, like, this is not something you could buy at Gibson. Wow. It wasn't offered by Gibson. It, he just was like, I think I think Ron would like this.
0: This is the Debbie Gibson line, right? Is yes, the Debbie term? Gibson the guitars. Debbie, the Debbie Gibson line. She's sure. been around since
1: 1865. Yeah. I love her. So the, anyways, he said this one-of-a-kind bag made. It had the the Gibson logoing on it, and it was the only one that existed, uh, and it was not sanctioned by Gibson. So he gave it to me, and I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. And, and after he explained it to me, I was like, this is really special. Like no one else yeah. will have this this particular item. So nice. And so um, that was the coolest thing I got. It lasted about less than a year before someone stole it. You're kidding! No, someone ripped it off.
0: I'm so glad it got stolen, and you didn't lose it, in Katrina. Exactly. Nah, At least I didn't lose it, in Katrina. Story. Thank God. So
1: someone stole it.
0: That's better. That's a be- that makes it better for me. And th-
1: <laughs> there's a guy out there now that's probably got a super cool weathered Gibson bag that is a one of one. Uh, but I, I always remember that gift.
0: How did they swipe it?
1: I don't, I think it was during a travel situation where it just disappeared. Yeah. You know, someone saw it at a. Airport or wherever, and it just went away. What what about you? What was you know? I
0: I every year, and they would always break, and I'd ask for a new one. So so like three years in a row, I got a Whirlybird, and I don't know if you know what a Whirlybird is, but a Whirlybird is a rescue helicopter, Mm. and it was on a cable, so it just it just flies around in a circle, it goes around and around and around and around. But then I could make the Whirlybird stop by Barbie's house. My sister would come over. I could rescue Barbie. Uh, it could stop at Ken's house. I had little Gage into Sotos from Squad Fifty One. It could stop over uh, at Rampart, where we're home base was. So I, c- I could fly this Is thing this around. Is this the
1: one where you would pull the cable and it would go straight up, or it was c- no, detached? no, no,
0: no, 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 no? This this just you had you had two controllers, and it just, if you look at it online, it just goes around. It's on a cable. And it goes around and, around and around and around and around. And the problem was, I would play with it so much. A lot of times, the batteries weren't out because it wasn't a plug-in, uh, plug-and-play. And I would get sick, like I think, I, I, from just watching that thing go around. I, but I couldn't stop. Like I just, You're I addicted. loved it. I felt like I was saving people when I was like six, and I, I felt I was out there doing really. Important important work work in my Whirlybird helicopter. Yeah. So anyway, uh, anybody out there? Did it
1: go both ways or just the one way all the time? Oh, yeah.
0: You could stop it, stall it, back it up. Mm. And what I really like to do is turn the lights out. And then when my brother was getting up to go to the bathroom, because he's a a little bedwetter when we were young, and he slept in the top bunk. So I always like to turn, when he went to the bathroom, when he was coming back, I'd turn the Whirlybird on and get it flying. And then the, the blades would uh, take them out at the ankles. So
1: Sounds like a good gift.
0: Great Christmases. Just great memories. Yeah. Anyway. Did your brother wet the bed and let it leak?
1: No, my brother thought it would be really funny to hang a sickle above my bunk bed. That is funny. And drip on my face. That's still funny. It's still funny. Yeah. Like, looking back now, it's funny. At the time, I didn't think it was that funny.
0: That's better than urine just slowly dripping down onto your, down below. I agree. Yeah, and then your brother's just up there snoring.
1: Fudcicle was funnier.
0: Yeah, I'm glad he got that turned around. by He he got it turned around, I think, by the time he was eight. But in the meantime, I was just down on...
1: Plastic sheets, man. You got to tell mom to get some plastic sheets (laughs)
0: on. Yeah, we didn't have those either. Gross, you guys. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to episode 43. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, we do want to thank you as we head into the holidays. for uh, Just everybody that has stopped, talked to us this year, Congratulate us on a uh, 1,600,000 people uh, listening and spinning the podcast. Thank you for that. And then uh, thanks for allowing us just to be your realtors and also just to be your friends. A lot of times you guys will reach out and uh, say something really cool. And a lot of people that have listened to us started listening to us when they were kids in the car. And now they're older and they're listening to the podcast and And they feel this connection and a friendship. and And I have to say that 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 we feel that with you too. So yeah,
1: we really appreciate that. And uh, also, Uh, We love it when you reach out and you say, hey, 2023 is going to be my year. I'm thinking about resolutions, and my resolution is I want to be a first-time homebuyer, or my house is too big and I need to downsize, or I've had a life event and I want to move to where it's a little bit sunnier in in January than it is here. And so if that's you and that resonates with you, email me, ron at ronadon.com. I'll email you back free of charge. We'll do a a, uh, Ronadon sit-down.
0: Unless Ron's out driving his car high on mushrooms, then then it'll take a while to get back to it. No, he wasn't driving, and he wasn't that high. I know him, believe me. I love, I would love it if he was super high. <laughs> this never happens. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to, to episode 483, as I said. If you need us, just reach out. I'm Don O'Deal. He's Ron Upshaw on our little socials. We hope you're having a great holiday season. Keep your head up, keep your, well, and, and I do want to say this. We saw what happened with Twitch on Ellen. Uh, keep your people close because you never know you look at someone like that that brought such joy to all our lives and, and little did we know about the suffering and people that are suffering this is the time of year where they really suffered yes they. a lot
1: of people impacted by that that watch the Ellen show and check in on people you never know what they're going through
0: yeah just check in on them yeah head up shoulders back we'll see you next time for episode 484 a few more episodes before we say goodbye to 2022 it's the Ron and Don show oh it's a little under the weather only on the ron and Don radio network
1: now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time only 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 only, only on the ron and Don radio network